0: another edition of the Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk alongside Executive Director of Athletics, Mr. Dustin Smith. Bearing the elements is what I like to call it. I know we're all getting ready to get down on a freeze here, not just in broken air, but across the Tulsa Metro and whatnot. Uh, How do you feel about this weather? Let's start (laughs) off with that. It's it's like athletics.
1: You just got to adjust and mother nature's undefeated. So you just got to deal with whatever's coming at you and you know, when there's a deep freeze or uh, elements that we're not typically used to. Uh, and, and the old saying in, in Oklahoma, if you don't like the weather, just hang around an hour or a day. <laughs> and, and it'll, it'll go away, yeah, exactly. It'll be something different. But um, usually in the spring, you're dealing with storms and what that could lead to. But uh, it, during the winter, it's it's a little bit different. And it's dicey because road conditions are what they are and could prevent some problems. But what we're looking at coming up is wind chills and just a deep freeze that we're not really used to. Uh, and it's, it's almost impossible to prepare for.
0: Yeah. And we'll dive into a little bit more about what the spring sports are doing, but let's start off with freezing for a reason. That's one of our big events coming up. Yeah. It's a, it's
1: a fundraiser for our special Olympics group. Um, and, and usually it, it is scheduled for, um, Wednesday, the 17th, not the 17th. That would be, yeah, it'd be, I guess it's the 17th. Um, Wednesday the 17th was, but we postponed it for a week because of the frigid temperatures. That there's a fine line between dumb and fun. And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're trying to, I mean, a lot of college decisions are made um, along that dumb line instead sure. of the fun line. And sometimes it's the fun line. Uh, but we want to make sure that's a good event for our Special Olympics. It's a fundraiser for them. Uh, and you know, jumping in the water is a shock enough. Mm-hmm. But if it's nine degrees outside, it's probably not real wise to be able to do that. And we want to make sure that it's a, su- a successful event. So we're pushing it back a week to Wednesday the twenty fourth. Um and we do it right over here at the uh, golf and country club, it's right across the campus, basically, uh right across from campus. Um and we'll we'll jump in the water, uh, we'll have that experience. I understand it's freezing for a reason. Mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, but again, I want to make sure that it's a successful event and jumping in the nine degree weather is probably not real wise. Yeah. Uh, and so, and a lot of our athletics personnel will jump in there, and you don't want kids sick because of jumping in there and not being able to compete in their winter sports.
0: We are right in the thick of winter sports, but spring sports are going to be around the corner. I know baseball is a fundraiser coming up as for them to raise money for gear and whatnot. But, you know, I was outside yesterday, the tennis team is practicing, but. With these elements, this is a wild time if you're a spring coach. I mean you've been in a part of it for several years. How do you adapt with all of it yeah when you when you
1: spend most of your time outside, like baseball and softball and and golf and tennis and track i mean you've got to you've got to be prepared for some of the elements now again, it goes back to not being uh, i guess I'll say it's being wise in those decisions mm-hmm. uh and so you don't want to be outside and fortunately, a lot of our places have an opportunity to go indoors now. It, it's difficult at some spots sure. now because, like, tennis usually goes into the field house. Well, basketball's in the middle of basketball season, and uh, wrestling's in their season as well and has a duel. Uh, that, you know, you, you just got to build around the calendar. So it takes some flexibility and some adjustment, and you got to maybe practice at times that you're not used to practicing at simply to be able to use the facilities where you can be inside, but we certainly don't condone kids being outside on sure. the wind chill is as, as cold as it's going to be. And that takes some flexibility. We're fortunate in baseball, softball, they have an indoor that they can, they can use for their, for their events or for their practices. And they just have to tailor it obviously to that facility. Uh, but when tennis and, and cross country or tennis and track need somewhere to go, it's just, we just got to be wise in the use of those facilities. We do have uh, the pole vault pit over at the V T C where mm-hmm. they can they can do some jumping inside and shot and
0: disc can kinda of do some stuff. Um, but you gotta tailor it obviously to meet the elements. Basketball season obviously in full swing. Couple wins this past couple days against Southmore. We got Jinx coming up as well, but they're in the heart of district. How are you feeling about both the boys and the girls right now? You
1: know, the, the girls have have uh, taken some lumps early, but they've scheduled hard. It's they've been in some really good tournaments for a reason. They're trying to build towards what the state tournament run could look like. Very talented group of young ladies and and. Mackenzie Mathurin gets the headlines and, and for, for good reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. she's really talented, but they've got a lot of girls that have a lot of weapons that are going to provide some problems for some people. And once they start figuring out sharing the basketball and, and scoring options in their roles, it's going to be a very dangerous team on the girls side. The boys side and Coach Wallace and I can talk about a little bit, but um, been impressed with how they found ways to win. Not not always scoring, and it's a lot different than last year's team. But that's that's every team that every year you got a different team than what you've had before, and so uh, it's fun to see how they've been uh, excelling, how they how they've how they've experienced success um, in the early going. I say the early going; they're in the middle of conference season now, uh, but they'll play in a tournament next week, and we'll talk about that with Bo, I'm sure. But it it's fun to see their their experiences growing, and our teams
0: being uh, ranked as highly as they are across the state. It's that time of year where the wins become even more important because, yes, they're going to step out of these holiday with, with another holiday tournament, but it's conference play for right now. Yeah. And, and this
1: year's unique because this sets the tone for the, the postseason. Mm-hmm. It's no longer your rankings, it's not based upon that. It's, it's how you finish in the conference, uh, where, what, what you do with regionals and, and area and all that. So you got to make sure that you're, you're competing well now. And these 14 games in conference or in district matter. Uh, and so you're not worried about the rankings and falling back on that. You've actually got to uh, deliver in the district play. And that's what the
0: teams are experiencing right now. Most important thing beyond this, the action that's on the court, we need to pack the field house. I know that the student section have had done silent night. They've done different events. Star Wars was this past game, but th- that's the most crucial thing. If you're a fan, you need to get out to the field. House. Well,
1: not just because of our student section, but the bands there, uh, we got cheerleaders or the the dance team, the gets are there and it, It's really just a fun atmosphere, and and our kids deserve people to be in the stands and being supporting and watching them, and and it's a fun brand of basketball, both girls and boys, and you won't be disappointed being there. It's a lot of fun. It's a good opportunity to see and showcase a whole lot of things, not just... Our basketball teams and our coaches, but the the spirit groups and your your band and the student section. I mean, it's just a fun atmosphere, and we love that atmosphere to be rocking when any, any opponent comes into play here.
0: Well, coming up next on our Uncaged podcast, we'll be joined by head coach Bo Wallace to get the ins and out of the boys' team. Stay with us.
1: <laughs> your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. Ah, ah. TTCU Federal Credit Union, life is
0: better in balance. Tulsa Bone & Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone & Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Casha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be Team Orthopedist for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone & Joint, moving life forward.
2: For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have Flexible Rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow,
1: the right balance.
2: At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured, listening more closely, caring more compassionately. (laughs) Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help
1: you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union, life is better in balance.
0: And welcome back to the Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by Dustin Smith, Executive Director of Athletics and Head Coach of the boys' basketball team, Bo Was. Bo, big win over Southmore a couple days ago. Now we got to turn gears to Jinx, but just overall thoughts on the team just as a whole right now.
2: Um, I like our team. I think we've got really good pieces. Uh, I think it's one of those things that I want them to be better, faster, and just having to remember that there's a lot of guys that haven't had a lot of experience mm-hmm. and they're getting it on the fly and trying to learn and trying to process it all very quickly.
1: Well, and Coach, we've talked about it multiple times, uh, but this team's different than last year's team. And last year's team had a magical run, got to the finals, and but this team looks different. And you've talked about some of these kids that are getting varsity minutes this year that haven't gotten that experience and not only have they not gotten that experience but they're relied on in moments that they've never been relied on so they're learning in those moments so talk about coaching to that coaching to those kids that haven't been in that limelight yet but are thrust into it and not only are they thrust into it but were needed to be able to for this team to be successful well uh, it it brings me back there's one year that we had that kind of
2: like the same thing but those guys weren't—they didn't finish games—and and I'm glad that these guys are finishing games. I think them being on part of our team last year, they always think they're going to win, <laughs> um, and, and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because you know they don't understand how to lock in. But I think that's—that's that's been the big thing for us is just getting them to that point where they gotta where where they know all the little things that go on because the inexperience in 6A basketball is huge, and and we have a lot of it. And so, my coaching towards that is is we're doing a lot of things a lot more things individually with our kids and having different conversations with them, trying to help them out the best that we can because you know it's it's not the team of last year where those guys got a lot of minutes even the year before and just kind of blended in and those guys that all played together when they were fourth, fifth, sixth graders um so they they had a lot of chemistry so um, this group isn't the same as far as that. You've got some that do and some that don't. And and so just trying to figure it out. So it's it's challenging, but it's, it's the fun part about coaching.
0: You were bringing up the, you know, fresh faces making the lineup. Ace Clemens is one that definitely stands out to me. Tall, lengthy kid, starting to put on some weight, and he's going to be a force for you down the stretch, it seems like.
2: Yeah, I, and, and, and with Ace's, I mean, he hasn't played in, you know, he's a singer and he hasn't played in, two years that he's been with us so just trying to trying to get him acclimated and and really he hasn't played a lot of basketball even where he was was before um this is he's almost like he's an eighth or ninth grader as far as learning how to play at a high level and he didn't get all that stuff um in the places he was before he came here
1: and and you talk about some fresh faces but there's one one steady and yeah. We'll talk about DJ being somebody who's played for you since his freshman year and and, and I always laugh about DJ because you don't speed him up. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the situation is. He's gonna play his style, he's gonna pay, play his pace, and it's always under control. Mm-hmm. It's not something that he's not going out there and putting the pedal to the floor and you're seeing him just leave people behind. He's he he's got unbelievable court awareness. He knows where his teammates are. But how important is it to have somebody like that that's a steadying steadying force? With a with a group of guys that are trying to get some experience, both the frustrations that he's going to experience of kids learning, but also just the the constant um, effort that you get out of him that's a consistent that somebody that's experienced the the varsity lights and those Friday nights, um, Tuesday nights, and and the big lights of the state tournament.
2: Yeah, well, you can definitely tell with DJ. He's he's like you said, he's a kid that's been in our program since a freshman and started second half of his freshman year until today, um, and. You know, the thing is, is there's still a lot that we're trying to help him through, too, because now, you know, last year, Connor got everybody's, you know, best defender, and Justice probably got the second to best. So DJ didn't have to, to do so much. Um, he could kind of just facilitate, which which is one of the first questions he asked is, Coach, how many assists did I have? And, you know, that's rare in this day and age, which is really nice. But now we're expecting him to score the ball, to bring it up, to defend the best player sometimes and to rebound and to do all those other things. And so he's having to learn how to play when he's – the guy being counted on, and, you know, so it's a little bit different for him, too, and we're trying to help him maneuver, maneuver through that as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's very nice to have a guy like that that you can't speed up and understands it and then goes, okay, it's go time, it's my time now.
1: Well, and I, I what I've been impre- impressed with, with him is just his consistency. But on the defensive end, he doesn't foul. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may foul once or twice, but mm-hmm. you don't ever see him in foul trouble just because he's – He's quick with his feet. He plays defense with his feet, not with his hands. Right. And he's able to move and adjust. And, and it's often the, the other team's best player that he's got to guard and he's got to pick up. But he does so without complaint. He just gets out there. And uh, it's got to be a coach's dream to be able to say, all right, he's, he's a great offensive player for us, but he will lock down defensively if we need him to. And he fills, he fills a lot of roles for you. Well, absolutely. I mean, he's
2: he's probably our leader, leading in assists and probably leading in rebounds right now, which, you know, those are two big factors that we have to have. And so we've got to get other guys that kind of take some of that pressure off of him. But yeah, it's it's great to have him in that lineup to be able to do some of those things. And And uh, I think he's very, very smart and intelligent. Like, hey, he gets a quick first one. Hey, he can play and go, hey, I'm not going to get that second one, Coach. So there's, there's games that he hasn't come off the floor, so I can't imagine him getting two in the first half and us having to sit him very long, even if that does happen.
0: Now, I know free throws are one of the most challenging things that can give you gray hair left and right when they don't fall. And the past couple of games, we've kind of struggled a little bit at the line, but I know it's something that you're working on and practice a lot. But how do you get over that hump? Is it just mental repetition? Is it the practice? I mean, how do you get the guys to dial in to start making those free throws the way you want them?
2: I mean, that's the million-dollar question. I think we would all be making a lot a lot more money <laughs> if we could teach guys how to make free throws. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, uh, yeah, like Shaquille the, O'Neal. Yeah, no one kidding. Of the, one, of the, one of the best ones about that. But, you know, I, I think, again, it's just understanding how important those are and really locking in. I mean, there's a lot of things, like you mentioned Ace earlier. Ace on his second shot attempt almost all the time either moves forward or backwards instead of just staying in the same spot and finishing his thought. And, and, you know... I can't tell you how many minutes a day that we work on free throws. And it's, it it is, it's a frustrating thing. And, and, you know, it is one of those things that either gets you to the state tournament and helps Mm -hmm. you advance or it doesn't. Um, And so we're on them about it all the time, but I think it's just one of those things that they've got to, they've got to get up to the line and they've got to have confidence that they're going to make it. And, you know, when you see you miss enough or other people are missing, then, you know, that that confidence, just like anything, if shot goes in a lot lot of threes, other guys are going to hit it. We miss a lot of free throws. Other guys that normally make free throws aren't going to make them at that high level. So it's just that mental block that these kids have to get over.
1: Coach, this year is a little bit different uh, in that, the rankings are not what we rely on. This is district play now, and you know those 14 games really matter. Mm -hmm. You play in tournaments, and you play those tournaments to get some, see some fresh people sometimes. I mean, we've seen (laughs) Bixby in the tournament and possibly could see him again in Shawnee, but, um, and that's that's, that's a district game for us, but talk about the importance of conference play, or district play is what we call it here in in Oklahoma and Ar- in Arkansas, it was, it was a conference play. But talk about the importance of district play and the importance of playing night in and night out and not taking a, a night off. Well, and that's exactly what
2: we said about the the sophomore game. Is it, you know, and I told the kids, I said, I, f- I feel like you know, you win a game, you feel like you you lose because you didn't do certain things, you didn't close the game out. And I think now the the crazy thing is, is with the districts, is we're all still trying to figure it out, but it's a point system. So if we you split with, let's say, Southmore or Jinx mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, then you go to this point system, and who won by the most points is now the leader on top of that if it comes to that. So it's going to be very interesting. But, I mean, every game is big. Obviously you want to win every one, um, even the tournament games. But I think coaches are looking at the tournament games as just, you know, one of those things that almost like a scrimmage, like you can just figure out some things about your team and get a little better in this area or work on some things because – whether you win or lose, and and, and that's – I hate to say that, but whether you win or lose, those games don't matter as far right. as your seedings like they did before. And so, you know, you can see people doing a little bit different things because of that now and then going, hey, we just need to make sure, you know, that I'm ready for that district game. You might see kids sit out more in a, in a playoff or a tournament game if they're a little bit dinged up or whatever. They might sit because they want to make sure they're ready for Tuesday or Friday.
0: When with with a team like this, you've had plenty of experience in years past, but this is a younger team in a lot of ways. How much more fun are you having with it because it seems like you can get back to the Xs and Os the, the, the way back in the day. I mean and I know it's a double-edged sword, but it seems like you are having a lot more fun in some ways.
2: Uh I think it just depends on the day. Um you know, and I mean, there's some days that I told them I said after the sophomore game I feel like I had gray hair, and then it just decided to grow back. I guess like it's supposed to. But I mean, it it's basketball's fun, and and doing the job for me is a fun thing each and every day. But it's also a frustrating thing, sure. because you see some things that you've talked about, talked about, and some of them still haven't got it completely yet. And and I think that's where we're we're really getting to the point where it's like, guys, it's it's good, it's go time. You can't keep forgetting the first semester's over you've got to learn and grow from that and you know hopefully we're finding some new guys I know uh, I thought Nyjah's stepped up the last couple Mm -hmm. games and played really well for us and so that's what happens at this time of the year is is as long as we're going in that upward direction I feel good about our team and I think that's the fun part is like you're sitting at nine and two and sometimes you feel like you should be two and two and nine sure and but your kids are finding a way to win um, and win close games, win overtime games, win blowout games. And so that's, that's, the, that's the fun part about it for me.
1: Well, and we talked about it almost every time I, I send you a message after a game or I talk to you after a game, I tell you there's no such thing as an ugly win. Mm-hmm. They may not be as pretty as others. That's but right. A win's a win, and it doesn't matter how. And sometimes, like Tuesday night, you come off the court and say, man, it's so frustrating because of that situation. But then you go in the tournament and you score 70 points in a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a roller coaster ride. And for somebody, I think for our kids to, you and I have talked about this, to appreciate winning at this level. It's yeah. not a given that just because we go out on the court, we're going to win. So that mindset of every win is not there's not such a thing as an ugly win every win is pretty it just may not look as good as the other games but you're comparing it to that game and not the other games right and and I think that's the thing that we've kind of started saying pretty much since uh
2: the break is you got to celebrate the little things mm-hmm. and and I think this team has to do a better job of that um you know I went into the locker room after after one of the games and started cheering and they just looked at me like yeah what's why are you doing that and I'm like because It's the first game of 2024 you won in overtime it wasn't like there it's just not easy to win and and i think sometimes because of the team that they were on last year they just feel like yeah this is what we're supposed to do it's second nature yeah Yeah. and and they and that's good but that you you still gotta you still gotta enjoy those things too
0: well coach we appreciate you jumping on the uncaged podcast i want to thank dustin smith our executive director of athletics until next time Go go tigers